I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. McGurk! I Do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this house. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio of Tomorrow, your source for Tom King's comic run on Supergirl titled Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss and review Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number three, which was written by Tom King, penciled and inked by Bill Kiss Evely, and colored by Mateus Lopez. And if I've mispronounced anybody's names, uh, please forgive me. We'll have to have them on the podcast and then get them to correct us every time we mispronounce their names. <laughs> and uh, that, it, that would be cool and also a little mortifying, which we deserve, <laughs> which, which we 100% deserve. Uh, but also, we would like to ask them about their art. So uh, maybe one day they'll be up for that. So we'll keep that in the back of our minds. Uh, this description for this issue number three reads, quote, Supergirl's journey across the cosmos continues. Her hunt to bring the killer creme to justice brings her and the young alien in her care to a small planet where they discover that there are still some small, very, uh, there are still some very small minds, even on the outer edges of the galaxy. The cold welcome the locals give the Woman of Steel makes her suspicious enough to go looking for secrets that they want to keep buried, uh, quite literally. And what she finds is nothing short of horrifying. Can she and Ruthie get off the planet alive now that these deadly sins have been exposed, unquote? And uh, so we're going to we're going to talk about issue number three. But I think before we get into the third issue of Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, uh, which I'm very excited to talk about. It was a great issue. Uh, but uh, I think we should start with uh, a change in how we consume uh, <laughs> comics. And this has happened since the last issue that we read, uh, issue number two. This is a new change uh, yes. be because uh, we've been accustomed to using Comixology. Uh, for a great digital app. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> May it live on in our memories. <laughs> it was so user friendly back then. <laughs> I knew how things worked then. <laughs> uh, I could. I used to be able to find my comics. Uh, so not we, anymore. No longer. <laughs> no Amazon's more. fixed it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to briefly, maybe, maybe not briefly. This could go on for a long time. I don't know. But we wanted to address the the change in comicsology, just in case other people are having these same issues. I talked to Andy back to the Flash podcast, and he was like. Oh, the new comicsology stinks. And I was like, yeah, I know it sucks. I hate it. Um, so this may be something that other people are experiencing. And so we wanted to uh, address some of the concerns that we had. Um, so, Morgan, I'm curious, uh, when you wanted to go read Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number three, uh, what was your experience when you tried to read it? So I was like, 
Okay. I haven't been on Comixology in a while. And I did get those emails that was like, hey, Comixology is about to be completely different. And I was like, cool. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. That's a that's a problem for future Morgan. She's going <laughs> to handle that just fine. <laughs> and I had to go to like a, an appointment today. So I was in like a waiting room and I was like reading it on my phone. Um, not the preferred experience, I would say. Uh, but it does work fine on your phone. It's like a little bit like you're a little bit like this and you're like kind of zooming in. Um, it's not great on the phone, but it, it does the job. And then I got home and I was like, okay, finally, I can read them the way that they're meant to be read, like not this small. And off I went to log in to Comixology, which is now like part of the Amazon umbrella. And uh, and it popped up and it's like, welcome to the new Comixology. Good luck. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so like the thing popped up and it was like, click here to find your books. And I was like, okay, thank you. Helpful pop-up. I clicked <laughs> on the pop-up. And it took me nowhere. It took me out to the main page of Amazon. I kid you not. And so I'm on the main page of Amazon and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a books here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's they impossible. Weren't. It sounds like you were able to eventually find them, but I, I, I had the I same experience. It looks like Amazon. When you go to comicsology.com, it looks yeah. like Amazon. And then I couldn't figure out where, cause I know I've bought books. Yeah. Oh, is it, yeah, is it in my library? <laughs> so what what you do is you go to comicsology.com and it takes you to like a an Amazon Kindle Comicsology landing page. Don't follow the directions that it tells you like click here to find your books. Don't do that. It's a trick. It's a trap. <laughs> uh, what you gotta do is just like go to the main page and then it says Comicsology and then up at the top there's like a bar. And at some point in the bar where it's like comic deals and like graphic novels, at some point, not called out in any way, is my library. So when you click on my library, you can see everything in your Kindle store. So like it's there's comics, books. I clicked on I made the mistake of clicking on all titles because I thought all titles, Rebecca, I thought all titles is going to be all of the comics. Um, and no, all titles is everything you've ever bought. If you're a big reader and you read a lot of Kindle books, all oh. of a sudden, it was like all of the time was available to me. And I was like, no. It wasn't just your comics? No, it was everything. It was all of my books were all right wow. there and mingled in with the comics. So if you're like trying to find something specific, good luck. Um, and then my other issue that I had, and this was the one that caused me even more uh, problems, is that if you can, you can see in this screenshot, you can see the beginning title of everything. But how am I to know? My eyesight's not great. How am I to know which one is number three? Like the three is all the way up top. Very, very tiny. And so I'm sitting here like trying, I'm like, enhance, enhance. <laughs> like try, <laughs> like I'm on a CSI show trying to figure out like what the title is. The only way to do it, and here's a workaround in case you, like me, have learned to hate this new Comixology app, is that when you're in that comics um, view, you can go ahead and like view it as a list instead oh, of a grid. Oh, yeah. And the list... We'll oh, that's show much you. Yes. Yeah. We'll show you like number three, number five, because otherwise like comics start with like, this is the name of the comic, right? Here's a character usually like, here's what the comic is about. And then all the way at the end usually is the, like the, like the number. 
So when you're trying to scroll over it in that grid view, you cannot see the number. It's unless you have memorized the cover of number three, for instance, you just don't know. And so I was sitting there. I clicked into like every one of Supergirl <laughs> Woman of Tomorrow. I was like, set. Uh-oh, issue seven. Uh-oh, issue five. <laughs> Until I found the grid view or the list view, and that fixed my problem. But it's a terrible UI. Like, I don't know what the idea is here. Also, is there a way to, like, group these together? What if I only want to see all of Supergirl? Like, in Comixology, I could view it by, like... Like, the title? Like, the, the title like, of the series? Yeah, it would group them all together. It'd be like, oh, I see that you bought all of Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Here's all eight issues in like a little, like a little section, like a little area together. The and old comicsology did into that. that. Mm-hmm. I do not see that function in any way, shape, or form. I can see them in purchase order. So that's somewhat helpful. I can see them by title or author or recent, but that's not always super helpful, especially in the in the world of comics where like, oh yeah, sure, I'll I'll like filter by this author who's also done 500 other comics. Like how is that? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> There's like 25 comic book authors and that's it and they've done everything. So like that's not going to help me too much. So I just have a question. So you're you're seeing this through your Kindle too. Like is that is that a like an overall everybody has to deal with Kindle so, now? <laughs> so yes, I'm seeing it through the Kindle cloud reader is how I'm experiencing is is the experience I have. Now I don't have a fancy <laughs> Kindle. Um my Kindle is like many generations ago, back when it was like the paper white and like it doesn't go on the internet. It doesn't, it does it can't even light up at night. Uh, <laughs> it's my Kindle is simple folk. Uh, salt <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> Mike keeps threatening to break my Kindle and then buy me like a real one. And I keep being no. No, it keeps me, it keeps me from scrolling on while I'm trying to read. Uh, it doesn't do that because I'll just scroll on my phone. But so my Kindle is my Kindle can't do this. My there's no functionality. There's no way that the Kindle that I I have can read these comics. Um, so I don't know what the experience is like on a Kindle. Um, but yeah, on the on the I have like a um, what's it called a Surface. So. It's kind of, it's basically a tablet. So the experience should be pretty decent. And it was okay. Uh, there were a couple times when I like clicked the side and nothing happened. I had to like really <laughs> hit the side. I was like, excuse me, excuse me. Um, but other than that, like, I, I didn't love that you couldn't see what page you were on either. There, uh, That was deeply irritating to me uh but like the double tap to do to go into the um what's the mode called when it like, like the grid view on, like when it zooms uh, in on each panel is it is it a, is it a grid oh, how view? did you even get two two on a page i do, could never I, figure out I, how to do that i don't know that was just <laughs> the way it that's just the way it did it for me so my, mine pulled it up one page at a time and i was like chill and then when i double clicked on it it would go into like the panel view where it zoomed in on one panel and then like would go to the next panel and then if i double clicked again it would go back out to the page but i never figured out how to do two pages at once that was that's unknown to me yeah i don't know i just thought that's the way it defaulted but um <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to know about that my my list this or might be oh this, this might be how it my defaults. library yeah, now that I'm looking at it on like an actual laptop, this might be how it defaults 
on a laptop, whereas like on a tablet, it defaults to one page at a time. Yeah. This is intriguing. Well, that was <laughs> that was pretty typical when I would read on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 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 app, the comicsology app also I think opens up in Kindle. So the comicsology that we used to know and love is no longer, and it's now basically just the Kindle app. Uh, to read it so i'm at least glad to know about the my library button because when i tried it the other day i, did, I couldn't find that i didn't oh, see god. it and so i was like how do i read my comics in this I, I see how you buy new comics sure but i did i couldn't find uh, for the life of me how to get to my comics so at least that button should be amazon if you're listening my library should be on the far left it the should first- be it should button. be highlighted. It should be yeah. highlighted yes. because that's if you've bought a bunch of comics on Comixology and you've spent your money to buy them, you want to know where they are. That's probably <laughs> priority one. That's that's like, yeah, that's super important. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize because, um, I again, I read it on like basically a tablet and I don't didn't realize how um, bad the laptop based experience is. So like it's not the the pat the pages are very small is there a way to zoom in there doesn't appear to be i didn't try it in the uh laptop version because i'm too blind for this like <laughs> i can't uh maybe there is on the bot no that's a no, that's how that's, many pages you're that's in. taking you to locations mm. when i like i can no i thought maybe i could right click like do a little right click situation oh. I found that I feel like we're like a bunch of old ladies who don't know how to work technology. We are. <laughs> but I finally figured out how to uh, switch the column view so you can get one page or two pages. If you click up oh. on the, um, so let me share my screen again. Yes. This is all just in case other people have problems with the new comicsology. We wanted to like troubleshoot it on the air this, for people. I don't know when this happened, when this change happened, if it was recently or a couple months ago, and we're just like behind the times. <laughs> I noticed something weird was happening a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it work itself out because maybe let it maybe, settle. <laughs> maybe maybe they're updating something. And I remember seeing a tweet from Patton Oswald, uh, Oswalt, who was like, "What the heck is happening with comicsology?" <laughs> and I was like, maybe he's overreacting. Yeah, no, I did he was not overreacting. That I was at like, all. why can't I find anything in comicsology? And I was like, that sounds bad. that's like the number one thing you need okay so if you go into the issue and you click on the like the text the like the font the little capital a and the lowercase a then you can go single column two columns there's at least that um i don't know how to make it bigger in terms of like percentages oh this is in it this is weird. So in mine, that is the A, the little A, big A is grayed out. <gasps> Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's just grayed out. I cannot do it. I can't, I can't go to one page. I can't make it bigger. I just, I, it is what it is for me. <laughs> uh, I, this is what you have. Are you happy? And I'm like, no, I can't read it. And they're like, all right. <laughs> This is making a really great case for uh, buying comics at your local comic book shop. You should definitely do that. Don't give Amazon money. They don't know how to spend it. <laughs> We've proved that right here. This is, yeah, no. the uh, It's almost like they didn't test it at all. Uh, they were just like, whatever. We're good, with, right? With, and it's with, like, an, with no. an actual comic book reader might have helped. Just he- anyone at all almost (laughs) (laughs) like what do people want like if it's all in one story 
they probably want that all together. In the current view, and I've clicked around, there is almost, maybe I'm missing something, but from what I can tell, there is no way to do that. There is no way to group all eight issues of Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow in one area. It just doesn't exist. I can filter by like the uh, the author, and I can filter by the title, I guess? But does that... If I filter by the title, does it give me everything that's in there or does it just give me individual issues? Yeah, it's going to it's yeah, it's going to mm. go. It looks like individual issues, issues which yeah. is not great. Yeah. Which is and- not not much better. What if I like say I want to read, I don't know, um like Batgirl or something. Like I have to go and like find where it is in this list and then I have to be like, okay, you, one, you could, two, three. You can you can search for it, Morgan. Oh, okay. A, a, there's there's a search function up let's at the top. Find, let's okay. So it's found everything. Everything. <laughs> that everything has related to in the title. Uh, <laughs> so I just put in Supergirl and it's found uh, all of the comics that I have that say Supergirl, uh, and also a book that I had, the, the Girl of Steel book. So, you know, there's just that. Everything. <laughs> it's got everything. All my things in one place, just like I didn't ask for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not real crazy about it. At least now I know where to find my comics uh, <laughs> in here. The, the app is a little easier um, just because I'm so used to the to the like the Kindle app to find those, but I yeah, did not I would, like the change on the on the web browser. I would suggest like if you have a tablet um, of some kind, that's probably where you want to read it. Like I'm looking at this. This is the first time I've actually played around with the laptop version, and it's it's not good. It's not good at all. Yeah, they should at least have a way to like maximize yeah just like let me go to one page like let me zoom in and zoom out or something i can do the one panel at a time view and that's about it yeah so well we just wanted to uh work that out uh on the podcast so in case other (laughs) people were like i don't know how to find stuff hopefully that helps in some on some level to find your stuff um, support your local comic book store is what yeah. we're saying <laughs> yeah nicole green is saying buy that physical media locally and then uh tiana says currently i try to buy everything locally uh uh and only amazon if i can't find it local yeah it's the way so, to go it's the way to yeah. go so I've never, I, I've never had a physical comic book in my hand and went like I can't figure out how this works. <laughs> I can't figure out how to read it. Is it up? Do I do it upside down? Like that's never been a problem for me. Never had this issue. But you can, you can always zoom in by bringing it. Closer. I can zoom <laughs> enhance. I say as I bring it close to my face. <laughs> yeah. So new comicsology. Not impressed. I Mm-mm. preferred the old comicsology. Uh, so yeah, uh, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll just do a series of, uh, critical reviews of the comicsology. Yeah. Maybe we'll keep an eye on it. Maybe it'll get better. (laughs) Maybe everybody's going to submit feedback and they're going to improve it. I'm hoping that like the, what, from what I can tell that, that people aren't loving the new comicsology (laughs) app and like, maybe that's getting through and they're like, maybe we should go and like make some changes. I'm hoping that that goes through and like, we'll get like those like updates where it's like, we fixed some bugs and issues and 
and then things won't be grayed out for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep, as we read, maybe, maybe we'll, uh, find something that we like about it. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to keep an open mind about new comicsology. <laughs> see how it goes. All right. So let's actually get to talking about the issue that we came to discuss today after our ranting about the, the, the changes to comicsology. Uh, so we are talking about Supergirl, a woman of tomorrow, number three. And before we actually get into the story, I just wanted to update us here on Supergirl radio, because we had previously been pronouncing uh, one of the main characters of this series as Ruth I, because I thought that's how Tom King had done it on our interview with him. Uh, he may have said it both ways, but when he said Ruth I, I was like, oh, I guess that's how Tom pronounces it. Um, but he did tweet out uh, on November 16th, 2021. Uh, somebody was basically uh, uh, asking him, so how do you pronounce it? And Tom King said, she's named after my three-year-old niece, Ruthie. So that's how I pronounce it, but you be you. So that's actually really cute that he's named this character after his uh, three-year-old niece, Ruthie. So I guess from here on out, I don't know how you were going to pronounce it, Morgan. but I didn't know either. (laughs) So I'm going to call the character Ruthie from now on. Uh, so that's how we will do that. So so now I've got a funny little animation. We're going to just try to debut, Ooh. see how people feel about it. It's not okay. a whole lot. But we're going to be talking about Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number three. And I think the first thing Ooh. we should start with is uh, the story of this issue. So uh, we, we for these comic book reviews, we talk about the story and we talk about the art. Because those are the two main components of a comic. So, Morgan, uh, what did you think about the story and the adventure that they go on, Supergirl and Ruthie, in this in this issue? Yeah, I liked this issue. I thought it was really dark, actually. I guess it's been a while since I've read any um, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Um, I think the last time we did one of these was during my honeymoon. So I missed it. <laughs> yes, so I had to true. catch up on that issue, actually, today. Um, but... Yeah, so I didn't remember, like, this is, like, a much darker story than I'm used to, specifically with, like, Supergirl stuff. So I wasn't entirely expecting the dark turn that the story took. So, like, they go to this small town and everybody seems so sweet and quaint and everybody seems nice until you, like, ask them, like, one too many questions. And then (laughs) they get, like, really defensive. Really aggressive. Really aggressive. Like, too much. Like, the, the... the little the little blue lady at the um at the hotel I thought was actually the creepiest. Where so she creepy, was like, yeah. She was like, "Oh yeah, this place is so sweet." And then this is my like, favorite room. I'm gonna give you my favorite room. <laughs> She's like, "It's sweet like pie." And Ruthie's <laughs> like, "What is pie?" And uh, <laughs> and Supergirl's like, "Huh, it's weird. It's like uh, there's nobody signing in under purple." And she was like, "Do you want the room or not?" <laughs> like I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> okay." And that was the first indication that something was amiss. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that this one was really dark. I liked the, I liked the way that Supergirl and Ruthie kind of like went about like investigating and that Supergirl like couldn't let it go. It, she was asking about, you know, um, the, you know, villain that they're sort of following during this, uh, this comic creme. 
But Creme I feel of like the yellow hills. Creme of the yellow hills. He killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I feel like she would have kept going either way. Like it was like she couldn't let it go. That like how suspicious. Like w- w- why did you paint over that thing over here? And and what do you you know why why is everybody so hush hush about this? Why is everybody unwilling to? Um, to answer any of my questions. And I also thought it was interesting. So we see some of her powers in different ways in this series because they're in different planets. So she has different um, access to like yellow sun, which I thought has been really fun reading it going like what, what powers does Supergirl have access to? And when she goes to see the, uh, I guess he's like the, maybe the constable or something in that town, you know, oh, he's like making, the mayor. Yeah. He's making his little, you know, his little card oh, no, tower. Yeah. That's not the mayor. That's that's some other guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was like I, maybe well, like somebody. I don't know. Was it the same guy? Was he in like the government or like the police or something like that? She's asking him about whether or not he's that they, that they had Krem in jail, it, it seemingly. And he's like, no, no, those records are wrong. And then she blows down his card tower. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, but, but yeah, she's like, she, she goes out and she mentions to, to Ruthie, like, oh, that guy's totally lying. Mm-hmm. Ruthie's like, oh, could, could you, could you sense, could you hear his heartbeat and could tell that he was like stressed out? And she's like, oh no, I don't know any enough about the physiology of these people to be able to tell when they're lying. He just seemed like he was lying. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's a really, really good point that uh, that there are some things that she can't do. She did uh, uh, knock down his uh, his uh, house of cards there with her super breath eventually. And, and she roughed up a, a table, I think at one point. And stopped a bullet with her eyeball, which I thought was awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's brutal. Uh, so, uh, so I, I really enjoyed getting to see um, Supergirl's power in here, and it was a much more serious issue this one. Uh, and I thought it was kind of an interesting way to address what what I interpreted as like a commentary on racial issues, because sometimes when people think about racial issues, I guess sometimes they they only think about black or white. Well, here it was the blues and the purples. Um, so it was literally different colors of uh, of people. So I thought that was an interesting way to, if if that was the intent to uh, to address real world race issues, that's an allegory that you could definitely do. Um, and the blues sounded uh, really hoity-toity. They were wealthier and more abundant. They considered the purples to be less less than them. Yeah. And they, they forced the purples to live in substandard housing in, in a place called Purple Town. They didn't even give them like a good town, town name. Like if yeah. you're going to do Come it, at on, least man. be creative on the town name. I, I thought it was an interesting point that they were making about how easy it is to do bad things to people once you've like dehumanized them. Yes. Um, like the blues were like, oh, they're not like us. They live over there in Purple Town where we've made them live. Um, so when it came time to, you know, negotiating uh, with these even worse people, they were the, the brigands, the brigands. Yeah, it was it was easy for them to be like, no, you know, take the purples like. We don't really like them anyway. And I think that that's because, you know, the I liked the way that they were sort of presenting it as like, you know, racism or any of the isms or the obias and like, you know, homophobia, transphobia, racism, all of that stuff makes it easier 
to dehumanize people, to put them in another section where they're the other. And then once you've done that, it's a lot easier to kind of turn a blind eye to things, bad things that happen to them. Yeah. And the fact that like the blues then like were whistling along their streets and going about their lives and having like a nice time where there's like a mass grave on the edge of town is really dark. And they they didn't seem to be bothered by it. They got defensive when you would ask them about it, but they didn't seem to have any guilt or uh, shame about that. So uh, they were very Stepper, Stepford Wives-ish. Yes. Uh, the, the way they acted, uh, uh, you know, acting very uh, altogether and perfect, but underneath it was uh, very grim. Yeah. And that's why I think to me that the creepiest one was like the the little old lady who was running the inn because she seemed like such a sweet little old lady. And she's like, oh, you know, I love this room. And people have said so much stuff about this room. And that's so great. Um, but then like the 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 layers start to peel back a little bit when when uh, Supergirl asks about the purples and she goes, oh, no, pur- don't worry, no purples have stayed in that room. <laughs> uh, uh, why would that be a problem for me <laughs> <laughs> who are the purples and what have you done to them yeah exactly that's exactly where it becomes like ooh, oh that feeling is a bad feeling <laughs> yes yeah and and maybe they maybe i don't know maybe maybe uh, i'm rethinking maybe they did feel some guilt about things and that's why they didn't want people to ask them about it maybe that made them face what they had done to them i think it's easier to just ignore it if you you know and go about your life and say like well they they kind of deserved it you know because they you know we didn't like them as much uh when you have to like face it head on i think that makes it a lot more horrible and i think people kind of dissociate like everybody in the town seemed really nice at first until you find out that they all turn their heads to like genocide basically yeah and, and then they all I, became monsters yeah and i like that 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 we have the perspective of ruthie from the future basically saying like oh yeah we went to this town and it seemed really great and like we had a great time there i know me saying that sounds crazy to you because now you all know what happened in that yeah. town and, and to, to imagine anything but like that horror would be crazy Oh my god, these cats. They're fighting. They're, <laughs> they wanted, the they cats, want to chime in about the issue. The cats are fighting over legitimately what appears to be a like a drink carrier like that you would put coffee in. Oh, okay. Like one of those one of those cardboard drink Oh yeah, cans. yeah. They both want it. Uh, neither can have it. It's kind of like a Highlander situation <laughs> where there could only be one. Uh, <laughs> I think it's mostly okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, since you mentioned Ruthie, uh, I was curious about what your thoughts were uh, because this is this is a story about Supergirl and Ruthie, and they're both going on this journey together. And I think in some issues, Supergirl might be teaching Ruthie something, and maybe in another issue, Ruthie might be teaching Supergirl something. Um, so, what did you think about their relationship and their dynamic in in this one? Yeah, I really like their interplay in this one. I I liked that um that Ruthie felt scared in this one. Like she seems very like stoic and very like mission oriented and mission focused. And in this one, she almost dies when they attack them at the um I think it's at the hotel. Um, and yeah, super- the the, bu- the blues put out a hit on them. Yes, again, dramatic. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Supergirl saves her, and I think that she she thinks about how how 
many twists and turns life takes to to either save you or or not and how she's survived basically because she met Supergirl. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, she says something to the effect of like she was really grateful for that green planet uh, blowing up or whatever she says in in that specific instance. Um, yeah, I love I love the the stuff about uh, Supergirl saving. Ruthie from being basically just gunned down um, in the middle of the night is what it seemed like. And I, I liked how um, this issue depicted Supergirl as a, as a real protector as somebody that Ruthie could trust and uh, could count on. Um, And Ruthie felt safe with her, which I thought was really cool. And there was a, a line of dialogue that stuck out to me when Supergirl's trying to get Ruthie to hop on her, uh, on her back so they can fly somewhere else. And she says something, uh, I think she says these hands can turn coal into diamonds. So they're not going to let go. So she reminds Ruthie, like I'm strong enough to hold you on here. So don't be, don't be scared. And uh, sometimes I don't think, I guess maybe because I'm so used to the CW uh, TV series that I've, I forgot what it was like for Supergirl to like save someone in a very meaningful way. I hate to say that. <laughs> I know. I I love that scene where she's also like, oh, we've mostly been taking like public transportation. (laughs) (laughs) And I figured it was because, you know, uh, Supergirl had varying levels of powers on different planets. But now I realize that she also didn't want to like scare the crap out of me uh, by (laughs) (laughs) by flying really fast and i think that you see in that that one panel where like they are flying in the air it looks like they're they're making some time they they they're flying really fast you can see the like the houses in the background at the bottom are blurring like they're going so fast which i thought was really awesome um from the art perspective but yeah you could see how that could be a little bit scary maybe and she was trying to uh kind of save poor Ruthie from having to experience that so much, I guess. Do you think uh, like Supergirl has to deal with turbulence? Oh my God, now, could you imagine? Now that I think about that, because I recently was on a plane uh, just a couple of days ago from Washington, D.C., and it was uh, some pretty bad turbulence on that flight, Oof. and I was I was kind of freaked out. Do you um, think that she allowed Ruthie to take some drama mean first before, <laughs> before they started? <laughs> I just wonder now that I'm thinking about it, like, did they encounter turbulence up in the air? Um, yeah. So I thought their their dynamic in this, uh, in, I almost said episode, this issue uh, was great because it shows that Supergirl is is a hero for helping find the truth about the purples and <laughs> kind of sticking it to those blue people and be like, y'all did something bad. Um, so she she figured out the issue there. Uh, But then she also helped protect Ruthie. And so I I really liked seeing the side of Supergirl that she was not only a a protector and somebody who could be trusted, but somebody who was smart and who uh, figured uh, out a mystery and didn't really have to uh, rely on someone else. She kind of did it herself. So I really liked seeing that out of Supergirl in this one. Yeah, I like that. I like that aspect as well. We saw a little bit of that in the we would see a bunch of that, you know, some of it in the show. Uh, depending on what season it was, but (laughs) it's nice to see like uh, Supergirl investigate things and, and really get involved in like the local communities. And I think that's why one of the reasons that I'm enjoying this run is just seeing her go to different places and, and, and get involved and, and mix it up and, and kind of 
sort of bring her, you know, her sense of justice to to different situations, even though they're focused on their mission. Um, she still has time to get involved in this thing that this terrible thing that happened at in this planet. I think it also makes the villain in this uh, in this series more um, a little bit more nefarious. It makes him a little bit scarier. Oh, he that, helped cause the genocide. Yeah, the Holocaust. Yeah, he yeah. did. He, he did. And and before that, I mean, obviously, we started with him killing our you know our narrator's father. But then he shot crypto, uh, which I mean, listen, you can't I'll, come back I'll, for that. I'll John Wick for him. <laughs> crypto, <laughs> crypto, I'm coming to avenge you. Uh, but I think like every issue, it seems like this guy, you know, his backstory, he gets a little scarier, a little bit, you know, a little bit more, um, you know, scared stressful it's stressful to to know that they're going up against him he's not just like some guy who happened to shoot ruthie's father now he's like really chill with uh with genocide basically and he's the one who talked them into it and it seems like he would basically do anything um to save himself because he's very like so you know his himself first he doesn't yeah. really care what happens to other people he doesn't really care about um anything but saving his own hide so i think that that's that was good character development for our villain too and taking the villain in a different direction yeah and and tom king is doing that with very little of him in the story so far he seems to keep uh, evading supergirl and ruthie's uh, ability to track him down but he is getting a little scarier and doing uh, bad things. And I like that he's not <laughs> a redeemable villain. Yeah. Uh, sometimes sometimes I just really like my villains to to do bad things. And so this guy seems to consistently do that. So I, I like that. It it puts him as the uh, depiction of evil and, and our heroes as the depiction of good. So I really like that. All right. So let's, uh, I think we've kind of covered the story unless there's anything else you wanted to bring up. No, I think that was most of everything. Um, okay. Yeah, this one was really, this one was uh, stressful, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> lots of, lots of, the, almost uh, attempted murder, Holocaust. So many things in this yeah. one. Oh, yeah. geez. So uh, I guess we can move on to the art. So uh, did you have any favorite panels or pages in this one? Um, Everything. uh i think that the artist um so is is it is it bilkist uh bilkist evely that's doing the yes uh, the art and then the colors though um mateus lopez yes everything is so beautiful in this book like even if i didn't even if I wasn't enjoying the story, I would still read it anyway, just for the uh, just for the art, <laughs> uh, which is not something I say much. But the <laughs> art is so beautiful. There is I used to be able to see page numbers on this thing, but um, <laughs> comicsology location eight of twenty eight, um, <laughs> where she's standing on top of the I, I guess it's the hotel and looking out across the town. Uh, and they're they're sort of set against the backdrop. It's like the colors are so beautiful and and all the detail is so beautiful. And and I love the way that they use um, they use color in this book to sort of it, like the the night sky seems to be moving in a lot of these shots. And there's when they're 
I think when she's when she's flying through the air, like you can see the ground is blurred at the bottom, but there's also like different colors in the sky. There's like there's yellows and there's pinks and there's blues and purples. I just I think the way that they use color in this book is so um, it's just so striking. Like every page really has its own color story. And I think that that really helps us like take us through the story. Like when we get to the page where they're talking about the brigands and all the colors are like, you know, the, the, the sort of the fire, the fiery colors, but then also like the purples and the pinks and, and it, you see the purple people in the background. It's, it's really striking. Like the, the way that they can tell the story and the mood of the story through the art and the colors. I've, I've been really impressed like the whole way through, even when she like is protecting Ruthie from the bullets and you can see them like whizzing by and the, the, like the, the bullets are like these like yellow, like kind of like lights almost looking like they're coming past to represent like how close they're coming to, to Ruthie's face and, and how they're hitting uh Supergirl, but that's no problem. Cause she's Supergirl. Uh, yeah. I think that the, the art in, in these books is just so so good like i would just i just really enjoy the way that the um that the artist and the colorist work together to kind of like build these worlds especially because every issue it seems like they're going to different worlds and and all the worlds seem very different and they feel like they feel very different they feel like alien worlds i think that the creatures that they're creating for these books are always really fun <laughs> and uh, and interesting looking and i like that they have like fun creating these like different alien races in the cuz i just caught up on number 2 and when they were when they were on the public trans yeah the, like transit and the people like Sleep, the alien sleeping on her shoulder and then we come to this one and it, these terrible uh, blue aliens but they they definitely look very different like they've got the big they've got the big eyes and they seem really cute until you question them and then they're like they, their eyes narrow I thought that that was an interesting that that was a good choice yeah in some panels it looked like it was almost like a rat creature like it had kind of a, like a rat like nose and face so um, yeah yeah that that's kind of what I, I interpreted about the blue people I mean they were rats they were uh kind of a uh, vermin if you will um but yeah i really i mean the art in this is if they don't win like an like a comic art award i don't know if those exist but if they don't <laughs> if they don't win some kind of award for this book i don't understand what is happening i know it's so beautiful every every um splash page looks like it could just be like art that you'd put on your wall i i would put it on my wall I, seriously <laughs> um you mentioned the page and uh according to my kindle uh <laughs> is page 14 um uh the uh the two pages i guess i'm in the two page view um but what i liked about that is the use of the the blue and the greens versus the like the the warmer colors like the oranges and the pinks and the yellows um to me, that was really striking when I was reading it because, you know, it's like the middle of the night, Ruthie and Supergirl hear something and then they get attacked by this bullet. And I love the the panel where Ruthie is looking at the bullet that Supergirl catches in her hand. She's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but the way that transitions from the the cooler colors into the warm colors, it, it kind of gave because the way I interpreted how Ruthie felt with Supergirl is that she felt safe and she felt secure and that kind of when i saw those warm colors it made me think of 
like a like a like a security blanket like a warm kind of like i feel secure and safe here and so that that warm vibe really helped with that so i really liked especially those those two pages for sure uh let's see i also really liked uh the visual setup of the house of cards at the the very beginning (laughs) yeah because as a reader i'm like oh well, that that house of cards is coming down at some point. Some somebody's going to knock that over. It's going to it's going to come down. And what I liked about how um, the art played into the story was the way I read it was that was kind of a visual metaphor for the actual house of cards in the town falling down. So yeah. you have so you have like this perception that everything is great and fine until Supergirl comes to town. She not <laughs> only blows the literal house of cards down. She blows the facade of what they have done to these purple people um, and blows that out of the way so that that truth comes out. So I don't know. I I thought that was a cool way to visually show what that metaphor was about. Um, And so that's kind of how I interpreted that. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's see. I had a couple of things. Okay. I mentioned the the close-up of Ruthie seeing the bullet in Supergirl's hand. Um, and I think we talked about the, the full page where Supergirl and Ruthie are flying. Yeah. So I think those probably, uh, hit all of the pages that I wanted to talk about, but I, I really enjoyed, I know there's, I know there's a a sense of like using purples and blues for cooler instances where, you know, you might feel literally cold in terms of temperature or something might be dark. Uh, but I thought for an issue where it talked about blues and purples there were a lot of that there were a lot of purple uses of purple and uh blues in some some instances so i thought that was a good way to uh utilize those two colors in terms of the the characters and the race of aliens in the story yeah i also love page i guess it's page 10 i hope Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's location 10 turn your pay turn your books to location 10 um (laughs) but it's a supergirl is like flying over top of the um kind of the the whole town she's like up there up on the roof and her and ruthie are are talking to each other and uh, and supergirl says you know i can see everyone and um and I love the like the facial expressions are so beautiful. But then uh, Supergirl in silhouette in in black against the town is sort of it looks seems like night is falling is such a striking image. And, and the way that again, the way that they use the colors are so are so beautiful. And, and she she says that everyone in the town is blue against like a blue sky mm. and sort of blue hills. And so it's it's really pulling that point home. I have a question for you, Morgan. I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. So in that scene, Supergirl is sort of hovering in the air. Ruthie's on the rooftop. Uh, why Why do you suppose, like, I'm, I guess I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, couldn't Supergirl, does Supergirl need to be near the roof? Why does she need to be there? She could fly at any height. Maybe she just wanted to keep Ruthie involved. <laughs> Let's go on to the roof and you can see things and then I'll see more things. (laughs) 
Yeah, I figured that was the case that maybe uh she was she just took Ruthie up to the the roof. She wanted she wanted to keep Ruthie in the mix, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny because there's another is yeah, I guess it's a location nine in the, in the book. <laughs> location where she, nine. <laughs> where she's barely just kind of like hovering over the the top of the roof. And I was like, and it took me a second to to find that she was hovering, and I was like, oh. Well, why? Yeah, why I thought she, she was. Just, to do that. I thought she was just standing, and she was just like a lot taller than Ruthie. I was like, "Is Ruthie sitting?" And then I, <laughs> and then I noticed that she was like hovering a little bit. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was a funny question. Like, why does Supergirl have to do that? She, she could just fly as size as she wanted to. Um, but yeah, I think it, it was because of Ruthie. Ru- Ruthie needed somewhere to go. All right. Well, I guess we could get to some of our overall thoughts. So, uh, so what would uh, what did you think about this issue? Would you recommend it to people? Ooh, uh, yeah, I really liked this issue. I, I'm I'm enjoying um, where they're going with this story and in, in in this run. And uh, and I think that despite this one being really dark, uh, I thought it was done well, and I I liked. Supergirl being really proactive and and looking into not sort of just accepting like okay we're in this like happy little town where everybody's nice except if you ask too many questions like as soon as things started to uh, started to seem a little off she went and she did some digging uh, metaphorically and literally and uh, and found the town's dirty secret and I thought that that. I think that the, the story that they told in this one was really strong, and I like that it you know it ties into the overarching um, overarching storyline of the run. But I I do think it was like a nice standalone story that kind of uh, shows you the that the places that they're visiting aren't all you know happy go lucky. They're not all nice, and uh, and that there are some really bad people out there in the universe um, among them. Uh, is our, our antagonist creme of the creme yellow hills of the yellow hills you have to say the full shoot, title who would you shoot a dog <laughs> <laughs> you can't just stop at creme he has to be creme of the yellow hills you got to get the full title yeah so i thought this one was a good i thought this one was good i was i was definitely it kept my attention the full way through and uh, and i liked the, the point it was making about you know how when the blues decided that the purples weren't as good as them, it was easy for them at some point down the line. Then the purples had to live in a different area that wasn't as nice. And then at some point down the line, when it's like them or the purples, instead of all coming together and fighting together, it was like, well, I guess you can take the purples. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's kind of, kind of that thing where, you know, they always say like first they came for, but it's, it was, like very much so that so i think it was a it was making a point about a a social issue you know in our world but in a way that made sense for the story and and really was impactful i think in the story yeah i don't mind the topical nature uh of the issue as it is presented because at least you could read it just as a straight story like you could just read it as something about the blues and the purples and you don't have to in, like I inserted something into it, yeah. But you, but you don't have to if you don't want to. It could just be a straight story about this yeah. It was, a, it was a, these two alien races. It was metaphor and subtext, right? But it wasn't text, right? At no point in the did they turn around. They were like, "This is about racism," and then they went like, back to the story. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I think that they the the writing and the art kind of were like, okay, like I think you're gonna get it 
we're, you're smart enough to get it. Yeah. 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 I thought this was a, a great one, especially for uh, the dynamic between uh, Supergirl and Ruthie. And uh, I thought the way that um, Supergirl was shown as very heroic and determined and uh, someone who stood up not only for Ruthie, but for the people, the, the purple, the purples of the town and for what they went through. Cause I mean, they were, they were literally like killed and buried their skulls and their dead bodies buried underneath this like supergirl has to dig under to find their their bones and um the the remnants of you know what they were and it's just it's devastating and so i like seeing that kind of thing out of supergirl that she's willing to go the extra step to um to help people even even if that race of people even if the purples are long gone she still yeah. wanted to get justice for them and uh, i think just, what's what's great is that she did apparently get justice for them in at least the fact that their story got told. And I think yeah. that that's something really important in this issue too, because our Ruthie narration is from the future. And she's saying like, everybody knows that this town did this terrible thing. And everybody knows that this is like not a, you know, a happy place to be because of, you know, this genocide that went on there. And I think that that is really showing the, the perspective of how important it is to have these kind of stories be told and not just swept under the rug because they make people uncomfortable. Like the blues just wanted to sweep it under the rug. Literally. Uh, quite literally. <laughs> uh, and they couldn't because Supergirl, you know, dug it up essentially. And now it's part of that town. It's something that people associate with it because Supergirl wouldn't give up and, and had to uncover that story. Yeah, the this series is is uh, pretty good so far. So I'm I'm enjoying uh, seeing where it goes. Uh, Morgan, since we are live and wired, uh, talking about this issue, uh, we do have some. So I started some comments about uh, the issue. So I don't know. Do you want to take some just live chat feedback? You want you want to sure. run through some of those? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so do you want to read them or shall Let's I? See. Uh, I can read some stuff. Uh, let's okay. put up. So uh, Nicole says, yeah, the cool, calm versus the warm dynamic color usage. So, yeah, th there is a lot of that, I think, in this issue in particular. Um, Donna says, I love Supergirl. I love the Supergirl and Ruthie flying through the sky page. Yeah, I think that was actually my favorite page. Just uh, not just because it's beautiful art, but like the colors in that in that page are so pretty. There's so many colors in there. I, I like it when you can feel the motion. And yeah. It's what's happening. So cool. Uh, Donna says, part of me is enjoying this meteor Supergirl story. Um, do, 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 do. Nicole says, uh, car as a John wick S character in an alternate universe. Heck yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Katie McGraw is already <laughs> already kind of there. Part of the John Wick universe. I mean, maybe she can give Melissa a call and be like, guess <laughs> what? This is fun. <laughs> uh, Nicole also said, at least one day a week, I try to rationalize a physiological explanation for Supergirl's various abilities under different sun wavelengths. That's uh, above my head in a I lot do, of ways. I do that too, Nicole. Just like you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, Nicole says, the difference between this writing and the writing in the CW show is that direct call out to the real world parallel. I prefer the subtle relationship too. Which yeah, I, think I think we both agree. <laughs> yeah, I think this so, so far has hit on some various topical elements, but doing it in such a way that... Um, that it's not hitting me over the head, at least. 
for that. So um, I think we also had, oh, do you have something else, Maureen? Uh, no, I think there were a couple of snap judgments, but yes. maybe we'll leave those for the, I oh, was, that's, we don't have snap judgments. We don't we? have any, but now, <laughs> so now we, we have them now. Now we do. So let's get into some snap judgments. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Okay, so our snap judgments are from Tiana. Uh, she first asks, you can have your dream job. Would you rather be the author of an epic Supergirl comic or the illustrator art director of an award-winning Supergirl comic? So the choice is author. You're either or the writer the or the, yeah, the illustrator. So what's the difference between the illustrator and the art director? Do we know? I don't know. I don't know. Is that similar? I imagine they're similar i guess we'll just uh say would you rather write it or draw it yeah i think that that's fair i guess i'm gonna I, i'm gonna go right because i don't have artistic ability <laughs> uh, <laughs> and nobody wants my stick figure version of supergirl I oh mean, my gosh i, I want mean. that so much <laughs> i want i want she, your super supergirl she, stick would, figure. she would just be like a round head like a little like a little whoop of a blonde hair and then a cape. And that would be it. That would be, that'd be <laughs> all. Krypton would I'm, not be able to be present because I definitely can't draw a dog. Uh, <laughs> he would just look like, he would just like have like a little hot dog body and just like a bunch of, a bunch of legs. Uh, and no one wants that. Cause that would be scary. <laughs> That's exactly what I want for my birthday. So I'm just <laughs> saying, okay, I got it. I got, it. I'll draw you, I'll draw you a Supergirl comic and I'll just be all stick figure. Please, Supergirl please draw me Supergirl and hot dog crypto is what I want. <laughs> I've got, I just wanted to go on the record that uh, we all want to see that. <laughs> we'll put it up on the Instagram. I think we should. Um, I, I, I also cannot draw worth anything. I'm very visual, but I cannot draw. So I think I, even though I stink at writing too, I think if I had to choose, I'd rather write. I have a lot of ideas. Like I, I can't actually write the story, but I could I could come up with the the overall picture of the story. I feel like if an art director was like more of a director-esque role that you would be really good at that. Like that's directing. that's why that's why that's why I was asking. Like if I could help you know, plot out the panels and things like that. I think I could do that. But uh, if that's not what that is, I definitely have to, <laughs> to be the author. If it's illustrating. <laughs> yes. No, I could not do that. Um, and then the second snap from Tiana is, this comic is pretty dark. Would you rather have a dark Supergirl story or a later funnier Supergirl story? I take issues with, the, uh, with people using the word dark because I never know what that means. Does that mean it's a serious story? Does it mean it's a more mature story? Does it literally mean it has no light in it? I think it I usually don't know means, what that means. I think people usually use it to mean like like dark as being more mature, having like darker themes or or being kind of um like in the case of this one where it's like about a genocide, like that's a dark topic. It's um like meteor and um and maybe a little depressing too. I think sometimes when we say dark, we mean like this was a little sad. Yeah, I think I would probably in that case, I would rather see the dark Supergirl story just because I am more 
inspired by seeing someone go through something hard and coming out of it on the other end and being able to overcome it. So I think that's what I want out of a super because Supergirl's origin is dark. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like, <laughs> she's not a character who has not been part of dark uh, Supergirl stories. So, I mean, I, I've read lighter, funnier Supergirl stories. And I don't know. They just don't speak to me as much as, like, the comics from the, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was the 70s or the 80s where, like, she literally has to go up uh, against a, a Nazi uh black star look her up with two r's oh god um, so like i i find more meaning out of those kinds of stories so i think i would go dark supergirl story yeah this is tough because i like i like having both of those options it's one of the things i really like about um comics in general is just that like they're written by so many different people that you can get so many different stories for different characters so you can have the the lighter supergirl stories and then you could also have these sort of darker um grittier stories where you know they're doing kind of a western thing here um i don't it's so hard to pick because sometimes i'm in the mood for one and sometimes in i'm in the mood for the other but i i have to say after a couple of seasons of like the cw show i'm kind of enjoying the darker Supergirl story, I will say, it just feels a lot different than the take that was on um, on Supergirl, the TV show, which is not necessarily to say that I like this better. It's just different. So, like, after six seasons of, of watching um supergirl on the cw i kind of i'm kind of enjoying this take where she's like she's kind of out there in like the wilds west and she's a little bit rough around the edges and it feels like it's interesting it's it feels close enough to the character that i know but different enough that i feel like i'm you know i'm in a different story so i'm gonna go with the dark one too i think and i think it matters who's writing it who's are they a good writer I think those those kinds of things matter as well. Uh, so just to take that snap uh, a little further, you know, I think it depends on who's uh, writing your funny or dark. Because you could have somebody who's writing a dark story who's a terrible writer, and it could oh yeah, be, yeah, it could be awful. Or you could have somebody who's writing a funny story, and it might not be funny. <laughs> so no, that's you really want it to be actually funny if you're trying to write yeah. a funny story. <laughs> so it really depends on who is writing it and how well they do. All right. Well, thank you for those uh, snap judgments from the live chat. No judgments on your snap judgments. Nicole in the chat wants a stick figure Super Bowl contest. <laughs> Listen, if you also want to share your stick figure Supergirl art, uh, I think that that would be amazing. D- definitely send that to us. We will ha- share has- it. Hashtag stick Supergirl. Is that, a, yes, is that, a, is that hashtag, a weird hashtag? I don't know. It feels like it is. Uh, but <laughs> well, we should do it. <laughs> hashtag your stuff. We want to we wanna see it. Tag yeah. us. I don't. Yeah. I'll, I don't Hot know. Dog crypto. I'll, I'll I'll attempt it maybe see see what happens. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right. Well, that is going to do it for our thoughts on Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number three. If you haven't bought it yet, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number three is available at your local comic book shop, which is probably the best place to get it. Uh, where you want to go. <laughs> it's also available on Amazon Kindle if you can get it to work and find out what page you're on. Uh, Apple iBooks, Barnes & Noble Nook, uh, Comixology. Also, good luck with that. 
uh, Google <laughs> Books and Read DC. Uh, so I, I think that's uh, going to wrap us up here. But before we get out of here, we need to get into uh, some Supergirl radio and, and some DC TV plugs so you can figure out how to keep up with us. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we all also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired dc tv podcast also has a t public store so if you're in need of new dc tv related t-shirts tank tops sweatshirts onesies mugs notebooks pillows or stickers go to supergirlradio.com and click on the t public store link at the top of the page supergirl radio is part of the dc tv podcast network so if you also like the flash legends of tomorrow black lightning Titans, Doom Patrol, Batwoman, Stargirl, Superman and Lois, and the upcoming Green Lantern, Justice League Dark, and Strange Adventure shows, and DC TV After Dark. You can subscribe to the DC TV Podcast Mega Feed on Apple Podcasts. Follow at DC TV Podcasts on Twitter and like DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, or else. This has been a message from Hope, inhabiting the Flash Vessel, also known as New Rachel. And since we talked about comics this week, we have some comic-related designs in the DCTV Podcast Tee Public Store. Yeah, go check out some of our merch in the T Public Store every now and then. It goes on sale, so keep your eye on that. Um, <laughs> I like that shirt that says, make your own uh, continuity. Um, they took that much too seriously on the CW version. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to tell your own story, but don't stray, like, too far. They're, they're, <laughs> they're like, there's... thanks, crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you could do that if you if you had a uh, crisis on Infinite Earths and you needed to play around with it. Uh, but, you know, just be prepared for your entire uh, world building to fall apart. Uh, okay, so we would like to thank our Legion of Super Sponsors for supporting Supergirl Radio. These people are Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Yvonne, Quinn, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, Armgard, Miriam, Nicole, Lizeth, Faith, Brian, and Ethan. If you would like to become a Legion of Super Sponsor, you can go to patreon.com slash supergirlradio. We have four tiers of monthly memberships, and we appreciate you keep it, help keeping uh, the Supergirl Radio lights on for the podcast. And if you want to keep in touch with me, you can find me on Vero, which is a social media platform that I love where I share what I'm watching, if I ever get to read, what I'm reading, what I'm listening to. Uh, in terms of music, they don't have a podcast option, which I, I really wish they would add that in there. But uh, you can see what music I'm listening to if you want to. So it's a great way to share 
what you're into with other people and get to see other people's recommendations. Uh, so if you go on Vero, I'm at Derby Kid there. I'm also on Instagram at the Derby Kid. I have um, some new pictures from a trip to Washington, D.C., uh, and I also have some reels been trying keep, keep trying to <laughs> play around with some reels, uh, <laughs> trying to get better with that. So if you want to see my experimentation there, uh, check me out on Instagram. I'm also at youtube.com slash duck milk prod. I'm getting back into my BVS reviews because I took two weeks off. <laughs> so I'm trying to get back in so I can actually finish this project, uh, within at least 10 years. Uh, so if you want to hear more about film, uh, film analysis, uh, and, uh, art criticism really is what I'm talking about. You can come check me out on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern over there at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. And you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. You can also find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, where we're going to be talking about the finale of season seven of Legends oh, of Tomorrow. Wow, that's already happened. I cannot believe it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> when will season eight happen? It hasn't been renewed yet, but uh, I think based on the odds, it's going to be in about two weeks. So hold tight. <laughs> They don't want us to have a break ever. Uh, so we'll be doing the uh, finale and that should be really fun. We're really excited. We've actually been really enjoying this season a lot. Uh, oh, good. Which you can't often say about season seven of a TV show. So we're, you know, we're just in, enjoying the ride. And then you can also find me on DC TV after dark where we are recording perhaps this week. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I make no promises. I tell no lies. And yet maybe. Maybe this week. <laughs> That's very exciting. Uh, can't wait to see if possibly we get uh, some more DC TV after dark. And I also, I, I keep forgetting to mention uh, on the podcast that um, I'm still plugging my friend Mike's uh, Make-A-Wish link. So if you want to help uh, my pal Mike out, who is a big DC fan, who actually got me into reading certain comics like Teen Titans, uh, you can click uh, in the video description of the live stream and in the audio show notes uh, you'll be able to see his fundraiser link. So if you'd like to help him raise funds for a great organization, uh, click on that link and uh, help him out. Uh, so I just want to give that a shout out before we got out of here. But I think that's going to do it for this episode of a Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I am uh, I think I'm still Rebecca Johnson. That seems, I think you are too. That seems right. <laughs> and I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we hope that you will check out Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and support Supergirl Comics. McGurk! I Do love not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this house. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean? No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Radio.